Welcome back, folks, to episode 47 of the Running Man Self-Regulation Skilled and Self-Improvement Project podcast with me, your host, Dr. Armando Dominguez, Ph.D. in Health Psychology, licensed professional counselor and an adjunct professor at a local community college. And what we're going to be discussing today is a little premise on goal orientation, goal acquisition, and we're going to start with this principle of someday, one day, day one as a progression. So we'll start again. Someday, one day, day one. Usually whenever we decide to set a goal for ourselves or set our sights on a goal that we'd like to achieve, something personal, who you would like to become, a doctor, a lawyer, this sort of thing. Doesn't always have to be a profession. Could be maybe become a, a better wrestler. Maybe somebody that becomes a professional cook or just being able to ride on a skateboard. Whatever it is that we would entertain in our mind that is a worthy goal, that is a quest, so to speak, and being able to not only gain skill through time and practice, but also to be able to get that good feeling that you get once having accomplished said skill or goal. And often the way we see things in our mind, we put them in a place of either I am doing it or and I am that, or I want to do that and I'm not that yet. And, whoa, I don't know if I can do that. I don't think I could ever do that. Notice the three orientations. One is moving towards in the sense that I haven't gotten it yet, but I'm getting there and I want to be there. The other one is, well, I am that and I am there. I'm just now deciding to take the necessary steps to realize those. And then the third, that was a moving away from type of orientation. That is, wow, I don't think I can do that. And maybe lacking confidence, this sort of thing. And uh, maybe even removing the motivation to even start because, wow, that, that looks difficult. And uh, within each one of those orientation statements, there is a belief structure or a, a belief quality that goes with. One is, I am that and I'm becoming that. The other one is, I want to become that and I'm going to do what I need to do to get there. And the other one is, I can't do that and I don't think I could ever do that. And uh, often, depending on how we see things, uh, it really will have a lot to do with whether or not we ever even start the journey towards whatever goal we would see as worthwhile or worthy, even the one that is an away from, where there may be some negative mindset and orientation, there still may be that desire there, or you wouldn't entertain it in your mind as something that you want for yourself. Now, the principle that we're going to be using today is the progression of someday, one day, day one. Someday would indicate that I'm seeing it in my mind's eye as I'm not there yet. I don't have the skills yet, but that's worthwhile. And man, that's valuable to some, to me somehow, somewhere in my mind and heart. And I'd like to be able to do that. So that might be something that can fire or kindle some desire in the direction of wanting to do or wanting to become or acquire, whether it be skill, skill set, uh, or become a quality of a person, or rather acquire the quality of a person I'd like to become, and that sort of thing. So why is this important? The way we look at it, one, uh, would have a lot to do with whether or not I would motivate enough to actually start taking steps. And 
sometimes when they're, we're in the someday status where we see the goal at a distance, if we were to see the goal in our mind's eye with our eyes closed, we might see it beyond our arm's reach if we were to try to put our hands on it. Whereas if we had it more in a one-day orientation, it might be a little closer, but it still would be somewhere in a horizon isk kind of visualization. It'd be a little further from us. Not anything that I couldn't acquire. It'd be like, who knows, maybe I can see the mountain off at a distance and that could be the goal. Um, but it's still not up close. And then whenever I think about it, I try to associate into that image. Uh, it might feel good because it's exciting because of the potential and the promise, but still it's not now. And uh, being able to shore up the difference in my mind, that distance in my mind can make a difference in not only how I feel motivation-wise when I undertake the journey, but also that I'd be able to maintain that motivation and that good feeling while I'm working towards it, especially if I don't have that skill yet, if I'm trying to acquire your skill. So we're looking at things from a more distant someday orientation. There is a sense of potential, but the belief may not be as strong as maybe it could be. But also, whenever we're at that someday status, we may actually be far enough away from it that if we find the work too harsh or it takes too long and the time horizon is much too long and I don't have the patience for it, I may fall off. I may stop doing that or change my mind or do something that's a little easier and something that gives payoff and payback a, a little quicker than what otherwise I would with with this goal that I'm trying to think about. So the second part of this is one day. The one day status in the way I look at things is a little more motivated in the sense that I'm associated into the picture. I have an investment in this. It may be my efforts. I may be doing exercises. I may be studying. I may be learning. And throughout my day, I may be thinking about it more so than what I would if it were a distraction, which would have probably fallen into the someday status. But if it's one day, there's this orientation of every step that I'm taking, every day that I'm passing, I'm getting closer to it. May not be real close right now, but the way I see it, I know I'm going to get there eventually. And that eventuality may come sooner, depending how hard I'm working, my discipline, how much I study, how much I work at gaining the skill every day, even if it's just a little bit every day. An inch of effort, an inch of Buddha, they say. So then an inch of effort, an inch of skill, this sort of thing. So when we're oriented and associated and there's investment in that sense of, I'm going to get that, there is a positive connotation. There's also an orientation of direction that says I'm moving in that direction, no matter what I'm doing, even when I'm sleeping, when I'm not doing other things such as eating, washing clothes, or going to my job whenever I have any bit of time that may pop up in my mind. And, and I might start doing little things that mimic that action or skill or support that action or skill, whether it be study, learning, or actually doing the skill, even aspects, little small elements of that skill just to make it better. So in the more atomized sense, I would be taking bits and pieces of it and working through it. I might be imagining seeing myself doing that. I might even be doing the skill with maybe a mock-up of a skateboard, for instance, or, or a balance board where I work on skills, constituents that I would possibly use if I were learning how to do surfing or something like that. So there are a number of things that would move me towards that goal. And that one-day orientation is one that all 
my efforts whenever I am moving in that direction, and specifically when I'm focusing on it, has something to do, if not with the whole of the skill or the understanding that I'm trying to gain. It has to do with aspects of it that I can improve a little at a time. So there's training involved. There's immersion involved and there's investment. You may even have all those little bands and, and boards that you can balance on. You may have these little special tools that help you build things that make you better at the whole by having the constituent parts get better too to give you a higher quality experience. And those are the types of thoughts that someone in the one-day orientation might have. Now, this has to do with getting there. And the other part of this progression from someday to one day to day one is the difference in what I'm hoping to gain in the future versus one day changing to day one, meaning every step that I'm taking is an action step. And one day is part of day one. And day one is the step that I take every day whenever I commit to moving forward and closer to that goal. And day one, no matter how skilled you get, is also the reiteration and practice. Once you've gained the skill, once you've gotten there, you polish and hone. So this is where we get nuance. This is where we get depth. You've gained the skill. You've not mastered it. You've gained the skill. You've gotten good at it. Maybe you've acquired that state of being and you're more it than you were when you started and you realize, wow, I can do this now. But what do you do with it once you've gotten there? Do you just let it go? As much investment and time as was in there, we remember that even though the goal was worthy, the journey was educational. And the journey brought me quality, brought me context as far as, you know, how I'm doing and what I'm doing this for in the bigger sense. And also a payoff that says, hey, I feel good because I can do this and it was worthwhile. And you know what? It's easy now and it feels good when I do it. And if it feels good, then I'm probably going to continue to do it since we're hedonic in nature. But when we're in the day one setting, this is where everything that I do, even though I've gained it, I don't let it go because we know that skills gained over time through practice very generally speaking, are perishable. We don't want to lose perishable skills. We don't want to lose things. Not unlike riding a bike, they say you never forget this is true, but it is a perishable skill because you have the proprioceptive, you have the musculature, you have the endurance, you also have the coordination that you may lose of it. You may remember how to do it. You may remember how to start again and regain your balance, but you're never quite as good if you've not practiced for a while as whenever you were practicing it regularly. So if you're practicing regularly, you tend to gain nuances in school and you get very smooth and you become more efficient. That's a very natural human tendency, not only in mental skills, in the subjective realm, but in the physical skills, what we do with our body and how we coordinate those two to become more effective and get into a state of flow. So whenever we go to the point of day one, that means we approach it always like it's new. And this is something that in the martial arts that is often spoken of and in Zen meditation is, is often referred to as beginner's mind. And to have beginner's mind is to be in the state of day one. That means I'm starting, I'm taking the first step and every journey begins with the first step. And we know this in the colloquial and it's a bit of a cliche, but it's also a high principle of committed action that anything worth engaging in, undertaking a quest is about growth, 
And we should treat it as such. We should treat it as important. And the more we approach it with beginner's mind, with day one mindset, then we're open to the new, to the nuance, the potential, because we're learning from a place and a space that we didn't occupy before because we have changed, we've evolved, we've grown as a result of the process of walking that path toward gaining whatever it is that was our worthy goal, acquisition, or skill. So we are also more when we're starting, which means every step that we take the next day and starting the training once again, even though we've done it hundreds of times, maybe even thousands of times, it's always day one because we come to it with new eyes, with a new mind, with a beginner's mind. And whenever we're at day one, one day becomes more real because a new goal will arise from the perspective of I've arrived at this worthy goal and now I have new horizons. My time horizon has extended because there are new goals that I can acquire as a result of the foundation that I've built undergoing this quest or this process of learning and gaining skill or becoming the person I wanted to become or getting the skill that I wanted to get so I could get into the profession that I wanted to get into or maybe even just gaining that skill so I can enjoy myself surfing, skateboarding, or even doing a martial art or swimming, anything along those lines, whatever it is that was your worthy goal. So beginner's mind's an important idea. Beginner's mind is something that if you always continually tap into and try to be in the state of what is called emptiness and be able to experience the experience that you like doing, and step into it with the idea of openness versus expecting joy and pleasure. Just go into it and do it. And whenever you're doing it and it becomes so second nature that it is part of you and it seems like the skill is driving you, you are no longer having to consciously think it. You have gained. You have become the process in which it becomes so natural. It's like walking or running or breathing. And then this is where the mind becomes very open to peak experience or flow. And if we can get into the state and maintain that, even in things that we do that have to do with our employment, how we interact with people, when we communicate, and we do it with a sense of aplomb and natural grace, we realize that that state puts people at ease, but also it allows us to move through our lives with a state of ease and makes us more not only efficient, but more effective, but also allows us to pay attention to those little details in life that often we speed through and don't get a chance to appreciate along the way. The state of flow is something that has been adopted into not only sport, but martial art. Also, people that get into performance exercises, wherever you get into the zone and understanding that that becomes such a natural state that it almost became a mystical thing. It can't feel that way sometimes. I've had those experiences before in the past doing things where things were absolutely beautiful and flowing. Now, sometimes these things are spontaneous, but also there are times that we're in a state of flow and it's not like a particularly magnificent thing, but it's just a way of doing and being that is very natural and allows one to be at ease whenever one does what one has done frequently over a long period of time. And it does have a lot to do with skillfulness, a measure of being skilled at doing things in a manner that is just so natural. 
And what is really cool about this is that Mikhail Csikszentmihalyi, when he came up with the term flow, did a lot of studies. And he studied people not just that were athletes. He studied people that were just living their lives, simple lives. lady that was on the mountain living a very simplistic life would go and draw water at the creek. And uh, she would pick flowers and walk along the countryside. And just being part of nature and living her life was part of that state of flow that she was experiencing great joy in every day throughout a life of hers that was in her 50s well in her 60s i believe she was an elderly woman but very simple it doesn't have to be a competitive anything but it is an experience that we can all have but also that sense of one day becomes day one every day is being approached with an open mind with beginner's mind and with the universal eyes that even babies have whenever they're seeing and learning things anew, when they're crawling and touching everything. And this is also something that touches upon what Zen does whenever you polish the mirror, it's called. By meditation, we polish the mirror. And what happens whenever you polish a mirror? The self-image, the image that you see in the mirror, it becomes clearer. We're clarifying the picture of ourself by ridding ourselves of the perturbances in how we see things. The reflection of ourself is in our environment, but also the cleaner the mirror, the clearer the image. So when we get to the point, we're very skilled. It's like that, wherever there is us experiencing things with little judgment and just a mere experiencing of said situation. And that might sound mystical, but it's really not. But it certainly is a lovely feeling to have and experience in the things that you do. So why is this so important for self-regulation? Since this is what the podcast is about. Well, whenever we are subjecting ourselves to experiences and we have judgments about it, Oh, this is hard. I am so tired. I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm not good enough to do this. These self-adjudications or this is hard judging things that we're doing and i don't like doing this well given an opinion about the feelings that you're having that takes away from some of the quality of what we do and may actually kind of color or shape what it is that we're experiencing in a way that may not be so enjoyable so by learning how to do things and seeing things with open eyes and open mind and an open heart and being willing to not judge immediately and have feelings about stuff and just observe and experience. Often, this will give us a little bit of time to be able to not only judge, but experience our lives without necessarily having to get into a hair trigger emotional response. So the progression from someday, which puts us in a position where we can access those feelings before we decide whether or not a goal is worthy and whether or not it's worth undertaking, to the point where we go to one day, wherever I have my emotions in order and my thoughts in order, wherever I can use that as not only impetus, but also a part of the energy that I use moving me towards a goal that is worthy and then evolving ourselves along the way in the process of gaining said skill. So that way we can look at things from the perspective of day one. Every day is day one. Every day is a new start. Every day I'm a white belt. I'm starting anew. I have a clean board that I can draw on. I am not a perfectly blank slate, but I'm also um, not a perfectly clean mirror, but I work on cleaning those so I can put more information on there. And we become more effective in that sense 
by allowing ourselves to do things in a more natural state without judging everything as negative and sometimes maybe just paying attention to things and not looking at it from the perspective of, oh, bad things always happen to me with a predictive belief pattern that says, well, the other shoe's going to drop. So in the process of gaining skills and going on a quest and pursuing something worthy, what are some of those skills that you're ingraining in the process of acquiring that? Are you developing a better belief system, one that is more generative, one that is less self-judgmental? Are you also instilling in yourself not only greater skill, but also learning how to manage and how to deal with things differently in a more flowing fashion. These are some things that are very helpful over time and would be the sign of somebody maturing, not only in skill, but in how we interact with life and the people in our lives as well as the events. So that's going to be it for now. And this was kind of an abstract way of doing things as far as how do I orient towards goals? But it also is painting a bit of a picture of kind of how our beliefs affect how we approach our sense of goal orientation, if we choose to do that. And also, I want to tell you thank you for spending a little time with me. If you would like to send me some feedback, please do at runningmangetskillsproject at gmail. And I hope you have a good evening. Take care. Good luck on those goals. Walk well.